to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Welcome back to The Fulfilled Accountant. Today, we're diving into a topic that's often underestimated, but undeniably critical in the world of accounting, communication. While accounting includes lots of rules, details, number crunching, and analytical thinking, all of that is lost if you can't communicate what you know in a way that others can understand. Good communication as an accountant has become even more critical in the last few years as so many tasks that accountants have traditionally performed can now be done quite well with computer software and artificial intelligence. If that's painful to hear, it's best to let it start sinking in and taking action now before your value is totally replaced and you are left hanging. Because there are so many things you can do right now to improve your communication and stay relevant. I also believe that poor communication skills explain why a lot of clients give you incomplete and messy files, why you receive information at the last minute, and why interactions with clients and in your own firm can be so stressful. As accountants, you're often seen as a numbers person. You're supposed to be good at the spreadsheets, math, financial statements, and tax codes, all the things, but not communication, right? However, No matter how skilled you are with those things, if you really can't talk about it in a way that others understand and that they actually respond to you with the things that you need from them, your value becomes limited. So let's start by talking about some of the common communication struggles that many accountants face. First, think of some times that you've struggled with communications recently. Perhaps you presented a complex financial report to a room full of non-accountants and their eyes glazed over and you could tell they had mostly checked out. Or maybe you sent an email to a client and they misinterpreted your message, leading to confusion, panic, and frustration on their part. And on your part, when they ghosted you or demanded an immediate call to resolve all the issues and questions that came up. The email really is an excellent example of where communication falls short for so many accountants. Because you're putting all this stuff in written form, assuming a lot of things as you're writing. You send the email, maybe it has this really lovely detailed financial analysis spreadsheet attached, and you're giving the other person all these very clear options, and here's the data, and here's what I need you to do with it, blah, blah, blah. And you're really pleased with how the spreadsheet looks, and it's really captured all this stuff, and it's so easy to understand, and it just really makes sense, and you're really looking forward to all the praise and feedback and the easy answers they're going to send back to you. Except what actually happens is they get the email, they read it, and they respond with something like, okay, yes, which, you know, maybe the question wasn't a yes or a no question. So you're like, what do you mean, yes? Or they send you a slew of questions that feel kind of accusatory or suggestive that you've done something wrong. But what actually happened is that they really didn't understand what you sent or they didn't take the time to go through it because what you sent looked complicated and confusing and just over their heads. Because what often happens with accountants is your brain and your spreadsheets are down in the weeds, the details, because you love being there. That's where you have your expertise. You love getting in there and doing that analysis and the calculations and looking at the guidance, pulling it all together. However, your client's brain and your client's attention span are up in the clouds or at least in the tree level of the forest, not down in the little weeds, right? 
they're like thinking, well, what do I need to move forward in my business? What do I, like, what are the things I have to know here? They don't care about the details that you get excited about. And a lot of times the back and forth there loses so much information. Stuff really just falls through the cracks. And the result is a series of awkward emails, after hours, frantic phone calls, panicked, oh my God, what do I do? And everyone's stressed because there's more work on you, confusion on your client's part, and you're feeling like, oh my God, what did I miss here? Another example is the infamous client request list, or maybe you call it the tax file list or whatever you call it. I think my firm called it the prepared by client list, which always seemed very passive voice to me and bothered me. But anyway, how often when you send these things, do you get a complete accurate package back in a timely manner? You probably don't get any of those three things. It's not complete, it's not accurate, and it's certainly not timely. It's not because your client is an incompetent jerk who hates you and doesn't care about their tax return or their audit or whatever work you're doing with them. It's because you're both operating under completely different sets of expectations, understanding, and jargon. So you can see why effective communication is so important. It's not just a soft skill. It is a core competency for accountants. It's essential for building trust with your clients, your colleagues, and whatever other stakeholders come to play in your work. Clear and concise communication ensures that financial, business, and personal decisions are based on accurate information. And it just makes life so much easier for everyone, so much more pleasant. So how do you improve your communication skills? As with so many things in life, you start with your mindset, especially your mindset around communication. Really, your mindset can either be a roadblock or a catalyst for all the growth in this area. Many accountants unknowingly harbor a fixed mindset when it comes to communication. You have this distinctive vision of who you are, and you become kind of defensive when what you say is questioned. And you think, well, I'm an accountant. I'm not supposed to be an amazing communicator. I'm not a storyteller. I'm not, that's not my skill set. I'm good at the details. And that's not just on you. Other people love reinforcing that stereotype when they describe their expectations and experiences with accountants. I even had professors in college telling me that that was who I must be because I was because I was studying accounting. I wasn't even an accountant yet. I just was in the accounting major, but I got stuck as, oh, you must be an accountant. Therefore, this is who you are. The problem is when you view yourself in this fixed way and you believe that communication is not a necessary skill for accountants, it hinders your growth and your ability to improve. And it keeps you from being an effective, valuable service provider and business owner. So when you embrace a growth mindset regarding communication and interactions with others, you get to dramatically enhance your communication skills with just a little bit of effort. With a growth mindset, you embrace challenges. You see setbacks or miscommunications as opportunities to learn and improve. You're always asking, what did I miss here? What could I do differently next time? Which is totally different than why is everything so terrible? I've noticed a lot of accountants default to defensiveness when their words are challenged or when they're questioned or when even when they receive feedback. Defensiveness really comes from thinking that the question means something is wrong with you, which then spirals into things like, I am wrong, like I as a human am wrong. I'm not valuable. They've discovered my weaknesses. It's all over now. In reality, most questions and feedback truly exist because of a gap in communication. It's not personal. When accountants can keep their mind open to questions and feedback, it's much easier to resolve pretty much every issue out there. You stop spending all your time preparing for an argument or to prove yourself, and instead you ask more questions that uncover useful information for both you, your client, and your firm. 
Another common communication issue I've noticed in accountants is simply not communicating. Whether it's avoiding potentially uncomfortable conversations, shutting down because you don't think people understand, so why bother anyway, or simply deciding that you'll just do it all yourself because it's too hard to explain it to others and they keep screwing it up anyway. All of those lead to you spending way too much time and energy on things that won't ever improve your workflow because you never take the time to help someone else take on the work properly, make fixes, or you don't learn how to make your own work easier by considering other perspectives that could change how you do things for the better. So we've talked about all sorts of gaps and common issues in communication among accountants, but here's the thing. It's not actually that hard to change and improve your skills. No one is born with perfect communication skills. It really is something that you learn and practice. It may seem to come easier to some, but that really is just because they started experimenting and learning sooner. So how can accountants work on improving their communication skills? Let's dive into some techniques that can make a real difference. First and foremost, it's always self-awareness. It's so key. Accountants really need to be aware of their communication strengths and weaknesses. They need to be able to notice and understand what they're thinking before, during, and after any communication effort. This self-awareness then guides everything else. What you are thinking goes beyond the thinking about the actual accounting thing that you're talking about. I mean, what you think about the client, the situation at hand, yourself, time, whatever is happening. For example, you may be thinking, the client is lazy, unprepared, and doesn't care about getting their tax return done on time. When you think that, how do you feel? You probably feel kind of judgy, frustrated, irritated, or resentful of the client. And then whatever email, phone call, or meeting that you're about to have with them is completely influenced by what you just thought about them. Like everything you are going to say, how you say it, how you approach it, what you actually send them, that is all influenced by what you were thinking about them. Whereas if you thought a client is busy and distracted, but genuinely cares about getting the return done timely and accurately, and they really value my time and expertise, you're probably going to feel a lot different. And then your communication will be very different. You should notice these things for yourself. Take the time to do that. It can be two minutes, five minutes. It really doesn't take a lot of time. It's just practicing noticing it is the first step. Taking the time to notice these thoughts and the difference in how you communicate when you're aware of them has been one of the most effective changes my clients have made in their daily work. And it really does take very little time. We literally can have a conversation. We talk about how something went down, why they're frustrated. We pick it apart. They go, oh, I see what you're saying. And then they kind of take a note in their mind. And then the next time something of that nature pops up, while they're in the middle of it, they're like, wait a minute, this has happened before. I remember what we talked about. And it gives them long enough to pause and notice and do something different. You really don't need to go sit in a day-long training session to learn techniques or see results. You literally just apply it to the very next communication task on your list. If you want to do it right now, think about someone that you are dreading talking to or sending an email to and ask yourself why. And then ask, but really why? Because that first why is going to be something that may or may not be meaningful to you. But why does that thing matter? And then just go a little deeper because each little layer of deeper, each layer of why really unpacks the actual answers that are there that you may or may not actually be aware of. That's the awareness we're talking about. Another crucial skill is active listening. I've been learning about this one since business school. And I used to be like, yeah, 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 active listening. But then I've seen so many people not using it. 
So here's the thing. Often you are so focused on having the right answer and appearing smart that you focus more on what you want to say, what you're going to do in response than what you should be listening to, which is actually paying attention to what someone else is saying and processing that in the moment instead of thinking ahead, guessing what they're going to say so that you have a good response prepared. Active listening in this way requires you to slow down your own brain so that you really can listen and process in the moment. And then it tends to cause some pauses in conversation. But what I have found is those pauses are golden. When you learn to allow some silence while you're processing, it completely changes what you get to learn from your clients. So many of those pauses, while you might be processing for yourself, provide space for your client to feel safe and fill in the gaps with their own words. And they will reveal information that is so useful to you. And they might even ask you better questions because. They're calm enough in that pause where they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? You just asked me something and now I remember it because they're on edge and nervous talking to you as well. And they're stressed and busy. So they may not be thinking of things, but when you can add that element of silence and active listening, you open that door for them. One of the most important communication techniques that has served me in accounting and every career path ever since then has really been to embrace clarity and simplicity in communication. In fact, I think my dad started teaching me this in high school when I was writing papers for school and it carried over ever since then. Even when you're talking with other experts on whatever your topic is, truly, the person who can say it in the simplest terms, even maybe going as far as explaining it to a third grader, is the person who understands the topic the best. If you find yourself using a lot of jargon, acronyms, and sounding complex and fancy, it just confuses everyone, oftentimes even you. You might hide behind that because you feel smarter when you do that, but it also hides any little gaps where you might be like, oh, wait, I don't know how to, I don't know that answer to that piece. If I make it simple enough and somebody asks me why a million times because they're like a third grader, I'm going to find the answer that's eluding everybody because I kept it simple. Beyond that, when you can speak simply, you really create a lot more trust and safety, both for your team and your clients. It lets them have that space and safety to speak up, volunteer information, ask important questions, and work more collaboratively. All of those are so key to doing your better financial work. And finally, remember that the most valuable accounting and finance pros are also trusted advisors. Highly skilled spreadsheet jockeys and people who know all the rules but can't carry on a meaningful conversation with their clients are not the people that you turn to with your important situations and questions. It doesn't feel safe. You aren't sure you can trust the expert if they can't explain things to you because you probably are wondering, do they actually even understand you when you're telling them your issues? That has come up for me so many times. I'm like, oh, I don't think you're my person. You aren't listening to me. And honestly, if you speak too fancy, people who really need help are probably afraid to speak plainly and ask the questions that they really need to ask because they don't want to look stupid for not knowing. So if you're too fancy and too experty in your words, they are going to feel too stupid to work with you. So I've been talking mostly about communications with clients and team members, but I do want to circle back to talk about giving and receiving feedback in your own firm or department. Most accountants dread feedback. We thrive on getting it right, being the best, getting the A's, always being prepared. However, when we get feedback, it feels like we're being called out for some imperfection that we couldn't overcome or avoid. But listen, feedback is actually a gift. 
It is your chance to hear a perspective outside of your own, to gain clarity on things that you may not be aware of about yourself. You are always allowed to ignore and reject feedback if after you truly try it on, you can't really come to terms with it or figure out what to do with it. You, you have that ability and that right. But I encourage you to approach all feedback with an attitude of, what can I learn from this feedback? If the feedback were true, what could you take from it to improve your work? Every human always has room to grow and improve. It may not even be in the way that the feedback was offered to you, but I bet you can always find some piece of information to take away from it. Taking this approach for myself was super helpful because not only did I open myself to all sorts of growth, I also realized how much I was holding back from helping others improve by not offering them feedback. I was the person who wanted to just take care of it myself and be like, oh, you know, it doesn't, it's not, it's not worth the time to try to teach them or train them or correct this issue that they're having. I'll just take care of it. I don't have time right now. But all those times where every day someone is misunderstanding or not responding how you want, stop just being frustrated and not discussing with them. Instead, tell them what you're experiencing. Tell them what you see. Maybe see if you can solve things together. It's much kinder and much more useful to your team and the growth of your firm to point out what needs improving or changing than it is to just seethe under your skin and clench your teeth as you suffer through working with someone every day and hope that they figure it out or quit or something. Not useful. And when you start both giving and receiving feedback in an open way, you create a more productive work environment. Everyone grows. Everyone learns that it's safe to speak openly and then you can create more useful goals and processes and all sorts of things as an organization. And one last point on communication as it relates to both feedback and client communications. One of the biggest obstacles to effective communication really can be your own self-criticism or your tendency to avoid confronting your communication issues. This is what trips up so many accountants because you're always busy and you hate being wrong. And really like, I know the question that running through my head for years was, who has time for this soft skill stuff? It's interesting, but I don't have time for that stuff. I got work to do. I got stuff to send out. I hope this episode has helped poke holes in any resistance that you've been having to improving your communication skills. Reflection and self-awareness without self-judgment and criticism are the key to every improvement you want to make in your communication. So let's recap quickly. Effective communication is not a mere soft skill, but a core competency for accountants. Opening yourself to considering more perspectives and experiences than your own can be transformative, enabling you to become a better communicator and shifting you into spending more time in a growth mindset. And remember, techniques like self-awareness, active listening, and speaking in terms way more simplistic than you may otherwise be inclined are key to actually connecting with both clients and colleagues. The simpler and more plainly you can say everything, the more valuable and trusted you become as an advisor and a team member. And finally, when giving and receiving feedback, remember that keeping an open mind can help you grow from any feedback, no matter how weird or random it might seem to you. And it will help you provide valuable feedback to others so that everyone can continually learn, grow, and work more effectively. Implementing and practicing these skills will keep you relevant as an accountant and skyrocket your effectiveness and value to your clients. You will enjoy working with your colleagues more, and you'll even save time because you won't be spending so much time dreading communicating and fixing things that resulted from poor communication. So go start applying the techniques that you learned today and notice the shifts not only in your own brain, but also in how your interactions with others go this week. 
you actually will notice a difference in how people respond to you. Becoming a better communicator is completely within your reach. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.